during a separatist invasion of the planet Kiros, thousands of peaceful colonists were abducted by Zygarian slavers. Determined to find the missing colonists, the Jedi traveled to Zygaria, home to the galaxy's most notorious slave empire. Once again, Bucketheads, Mavartigar. Welcome to the 144th Ziggy Zaga Zygerian episode of Mandovision, Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small independent Star Wars podcast. We're so glad you're here! We're excited to share this wonderful, hopefully, <laughs> show with everybody who will take the time to download, listen, stream, and do all that important stuff that we appreciate so, so very, very much. Welcome aboard, we're glad you're here. We've got... An episode and a half for you. <laughs> but before we get into it, make sure you're following us on social media. We're at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, subscribe, share, and oh, excuse me, follow and share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. We truly appreciate that very, very much. Well, how the heck is everyone doing? Welcome back to another installment of Star Wars, The Clone Wars Rewatch Monday? Maybe. We're going to call it Monday. It doesn't matter what day we release it. It's Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch Mondays every day that we drop an episode. <laughs> That's just how we're going to do it because calendars, those are hard for me to work right now. I'm just trying to get so far ahead. I'm trying to build up the episodes. The 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 We're getting a, a big deposit of shows in the bank, and they'll be out when they come out. That's all that matters. So we are here. We are in the middle of the Zygerian slave arc. Uh, this is a big arc for Anakin Skywalker in particular. Uh, I hope we're all taking note of his sort of struggle in these these episodes. Uh, and we see, you know, in that first episode, we saw a lot of really raw emotion from Anakin Skywalker uh, when it came to dealing with the Zygerians and and, 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 tr- and slaves in general, the, his, his position on slave trading and enslaving others. Very abundant, very abundantly clear how he feels about it. Uh, now, th- this episode, we, we see a different Anakin uh, who has to sort of table those feelings, those emotions. Like, they're still there. But now he has to put on a performance. He has to put on an act and try to charm the Zygerian queen so they can learn the location of the Togruta colonists that were taken from Kiros in the first episode uh, to kind of help restart the Zygerian slave trade. Uh, because apparently, despite we didn't see you know these numbers in the first episode, but apparently they took something like 50,000 colonists from Kiros. So th- this would be a huge boon to to 
the Zygerian Empire rising once again. And and that's where we're here to chronicle uh, as, as, again, we're in the second act of this three-part storyline here. This is Slaves of the Republic, Season 4, Episode 12. Original air date was December 2nd, 2011. Uh, this week's director is Brian O'Connell, written by Henry Gilroy, who did the original script that was uh, in the comic book series that Dark Horse did back in the day, their first foray into the, the world of the Star Wars, the Clone Wars, the animated series, doing a comic, comic book series within this this universe. I shouldn't say universe, it's very confusing. But aside from the other stuff they were doing, you know, they did a, a Star Wars, the Clone Wars comic book that was basically adjacent to this series. Uh, again, we don't want to go down that road. The, the, the old canon, the old expanded universe is a slippery slope, but... This arc that Henry Gilroy did was so popular, so well-received by, by Lucasfilm, they decided to adapt it to the show. And I guess that's all we really need to know about that. Stephen Melching also came on board to kind of help adapt it and bring it to life. Uh, our, our plot this week, as I sort of laid out for you, on the planet Zygeria, Anakin poses as a slaver with Ahsoka as his prize, while Obi-Wan and Rex seek out the whereabouts of the missing Togruta colony. Our primary cast this week... Let me... Oop, I hit the wrong button there. Let me pull this. There we go. That looks better. All right. So, oh, I hope I say this name correctly. Rajia Barudi is Queen Mirage Sintel, the Zygerian queen. Matt Lanter is Anakin Skywalker. James Arnold Taylor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Rich, uh, Ricardo, excuse me, Ricardo Mahmoud Vega is Ate Molek, who we saw a little bit of in the first episode. Now it comes back into this one. Corey Burton is Count Dooku. And uh, he's, who else is he? He's a Zygerian guard. He's Governor Roshti in this. The... Uh, Togruta head of state, basically, for this colony who we saw in the first episode. I don't think he was named, though. Um, so now we have that information. Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka Tano. Catherine Tabor is the servant girl and the observation droid in this episode. No Padme, but Catherine getting getting some cashola. Not mad about that. Victor Brandt is Keeper Argus. D. Bradley Baker is the Clone Troopers, a.k.a. Rex in this one. And Tom Kane is our narrator. Our Jedi Fortune Cookie this week, another another one that has uh, layers to it, levels, if you will. Those who enslave others inevitably become slaves themselves. Obviously, we're talking about Zygeria first and foremost in this one. Because, I mean, look at these guys. The Jedi destroyed their slave empire thousands of years ago. And and instead of getting instead of moving on, finding other sources of income, other sources of revenue, other things to to highlight the Zygerian way of life, if you will, uh, they they are just stuck on slaving. This is all they know. This is all they want to know. They are allied with the separatists who are going to make the Zygerian slave empire a thing once again. And and you know, again, this is sort of one of those those moments where you have to sort of question what's going on with the separatists, right? You know, so many of the, of the planets we've seen have been manipulated by Dooku into into leaving the Republic for valid reasons. You know, we've seen episodes like that with planets who have valid concerns about the corruption of the Republic. But when you find out, and again, I suspect that this is sort of one of those behind-the-scenes kind of things that, that, you know, the more nobler, nobler planets that are leaving the Republic due to the corruption of the Republic and want to strike out on their own to be independent for, for good reasons— are unaware that Dooku is, is fostering this relationship with, with Zygeria and, and bringing back the slave trade. But, you know, I, I would think the Republic would have a, a, a campaign out there, uh, you know, getting this information out to the people. And, and maybe that would cause some, some more friction within the Separatist alliance. Uh, but again, you know, Dooku's got that thing on, on lockdown. You know, he's got guys 
uh, like the corporate banking guilds and the, the, the corporate sector and, and all the other – the banking clans, excuse me. I'm all over the place. But you know what I mean. He's got all of them controlling the things and calling the shots and probably insulating a lot of these activities that are also probably helping to fund the war as, as, as well. So again, I would just you know start so – if there was a good investigative journalist in the Clone Wars, they would have found some stuff. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say about that. But yeah, so the Zygerians are, are, are sort of – they're sort of a slave to their history, to their traditions, right? They, they can't break away from that. They can't get away from that. They want to bring that back. This is, this is what they know. And despite it being thousands of years later, they're like, well, when we were mighty, we were, we were the slave empire. We, we did all these things. We enslaved people and sold them and made lots of money, and we were powerful and prosperous. And that's the only way we know how to live our lives. And, and, and you think in a thousand years they would have found something else to do. <laughs> Maybe just me. You know, you would think the restrictions that the Republic put on them, the Jedi probably watching over, was was, was discouraging. But again, so they're they're slaves to their history. They're slaves to uh, what came before for Zygeria. And then we can also examine it uh, uh, on the basis of the Republic too. Look, I mean, look at the Republic. The Republic is is, is slaves to itself now. The Jedi are slaves to the Republic. Uh, we've talked about that in the in the last episode in particular, how how they have fallen so far from their path that they're not even aware of it, just by by becoming military generals. They're no longer peacekeepers. They're 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 leading a, a, a war, and and they don't even realize it because they're because of their slavish devotion to the republic. Um, it, it's it's it, again, it works on a lot of levels too. I mean, you can break it down into into an individual sense as well. If you want to, if you want to look at. You could, you could apply this to Anakin. You could apply this to Palpatine if you want. I mean, everyone is a slave to something, right? Like Palpatine, if you want to, if you want to put it on him, he's slavish to his power, to his control. These are the things that he's enslaved by. Now, granted, he's pulling most of the strings, so it's it's sort of like the slavery that works. But again, he he's victim of that. Like it, it, it's at no point is Palpatine going to like just walk away. From from all the power that he's amassed over over this time, so he's a slave to it, right? Again, maybe that's maybe that's a broader interpretation than than we're going for in this episode, but but Anakin is the same way because Anakin is sort of a slave to his own history at this point. Uh, his feelings for for this are so powerful and and so uh, dominant that they take over a, a lot of rational thought in in, in Anakin. Uh, and again, we'll talk about this as the, as the episode goes on. Uh, it's an interesting choice for Anakin to be a slaver in this, for him to kind of play that role and to be sort of charming about it, you know, attempting to woo the Zygerian queen here. I sort of wonder what the endgame really, really was here. Like, what did he, other than getting the location of the Tegruta colonists, like, what was the point of sort of charming her in this, in this fashion so that she's sort of enamored with him by the end of the episode and then wants him to be her personal bodyguard slash slave? Spoilers, <laughs> but we'll, we'll get there and we'll talk about it as it goes on. Just kind of food for thought before we dive into this episode proper. And I think that's what we're going to do right now because I mean, we're pretty much there. We're pretty much ready to go. We're fired up. We're stoked. It's Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch Mondays. Again, this is Slaves of the Republic, Season 4, Episode 12. And now we're ready. It's time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. It looks like Zygeria is a popular place these days. Whatever is happening is attracting plenty of high-class scum. Oh, I love it when Obi-Wan calls people scum. It makes me so very, very happy. Let's get to the next little part here where we get the plan laid out, what they're doing. Again, Obi-Wan, Rex, Ahsoka, uh, Anakin, good lord. (laughs) 
all going undercover here in an attempt to locate the Togruta colonists and uh, try to figure out what's going on here. And the, their, their plan is big and bold as they're going straight for the Zygerian queen. Like, there's not a lot of subtlety in this plan. So in that regards, I do have some questions about it because you think you tried to not attract, attract that much attention by going for the most high-profile person in Zygerian society. But that is not the nature of this beast. Let's, and, you know, apparently they have the inside scoop on the, on the queen. As we're about to find out, let's check out the plan now. Let's just hope the information our spies gave us about the queen is accurate. Remember, I'll keep her occupied while you locate the missing people of Kiros. How do you plan on keeping the queen occupied? Well, <laughs> with my magnetic charm, of course. Oh, yes. Of course. Hold on to this, will you, buddy? All right, so what's happening right there is actually one of my favorite parts of this. It's Obi-Wan, uh, Anakin, and Ahsoka giving R2 their lightsabers because uh, they're going to come in handy later in one of the one of my personal high points for this at this episode of the show. Uh, but yeah, this is all part of them being undercover, so they can't walk around with their lightsabers. And yeah, I don't know. It, again, R2's in this, and that's great too. <laughs> so uh, this episode has a great callback in it. Let's put it that way. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and tease that with you right now. But let's get to the next big piece of information coming out in the show. Uh, what's interesting about this a lot is also, excuse me, my goodness, I'm tripping over myself a little bit. Uh, the armor, they're wearing Zygerian armor, but they are clearly not Zygerian that we pointed out to everyone in, in a matter of moments. Uh, but what is interesting is, again, sort of the way they're interacting in this in this society, in this culture. Again, Rex and Obi-Wan, I sort of understand how they can try to blend in a little bit more. Anakin's feelings are so strong that I, I, I find it surprising that he's able to sort of mask his, his 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 sort of rage at at seeing the slave market as he's walking through it. Uh, it's it's actually Ahsoka's actions that I, I sort of understand more. I would think we are more in line with what Anakin wants to do. So when she attempts to stop a, a slaver from from lashing um, one of the enslaved, uh, again that feels more like a, like an Anakin thing. But Ahsoka, again, Ahsoka's never been a character shy about expressing her. Uh, dislike of situations and scenarios, and she is playing the the enslaved in this in this plot in this plan of theirs to smoke out the location of the Togruta colonists. But it's it's a role that she's not taking too very easily. <laughs> let's put it that way. So let's get to the next part. Here we go. Remind me why I'm the one playing the part of the slave. I tried it once. I wasn't any good at it. Besides, the role of master comes easily to me. Really? Well, this time try to be convincing at it. Surprising how Anakin's able to make jokes about being a slave master here. Uh, again, it's part of the playfulness between he and Ahsoka. I understand that. But it's, again, I, I, I sort of feel like this issue should be, in this episode, he should still be taking this very personally. And the fact that he's, he's, he's able to joke about it is, is an interesting choice in this episode. And, and perhaps that's the way he has to simply uh, steal himself for for doing what he has to do in this one to be able to get close to, this, to the Zygerian queen and, and get the information that they need. Just, uh, again, I'm, I'm very curious. What do you all think about his, his sort of tonal shift from the first episode into this one? Now the camera begins to pan out, and we're going to make our way into the capital here of Zygeria. And we get an interesting shot that sort of shows, like, this walled city. And I don't know if you all thought the same thing I did, 
but that sort of uh, blue wall, you know, it sort of reminded me of of what is known as the the Ishtar Gate from one of the the Babylonian walls to to, to the ancient city. Uh, I, I I recognize it, but it made me think of that because I I've seen the Ishtar Gate when I was in in Berlin. It's at the museum there, um, and it's from like something like 575 BC or something like that. I think it was King Nebuchadnezzar the second, if memory serves. I could be completely wrong about that. Uh, but if you're in Berlin and you want to go to the Pergonon Museum, it's it's there. And uh, it's it's quite breathtaking to behold. But, the, yeah, the whole look of of this capital city of, of Zygeria is very reminiscent of, of cities of antiquity, of what we've seen from, uh, you know, old old art and designs and, and, and things from, again, it's very evocative of that imagery is, is what I'm trying to say, antiquity. Uh, if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, a lot of it reminds me of what, the towns that that uh, that uh, Daenerys went to with the dragons when she was freeing people when when she was the breaker of chains, so it's 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 sort of evocative of that imagery as well, uh, which I think is also inspired by sort of like the the age of antiquity and the the towns around in that region of the, the cradle of civilization, if you will. Uh, so it, it's very interesting. I like and I like going into the into the walls of the city, seeing sort of like the strange life of it, like you know. Uh, monkey lizards in knife fights and and things like that. Uh, it's just there's some wild, there's some wild stuff here in this opening number as we move through the town. Nothing like seeing a, a Kowoki monkey lizard uh, in a knife fight. It's good stuff. Let's go ahead and check in and get Ahsoka's first reaction to seeing this type of uh, society. And and Anakin again. This is where we kind of get that emotional Anakin that we remember from the last episode. You know where his feelings very much come to the surface. How can a civilization this advanced still practice slavery? It makes them wealthy and powerful at the expense of others. Before the Huts bought my mother, she was sold in a market just like this. So what we got next is the moment that I was talking about where Ahsoka intervenes uh, to protect a, a slave who's about to get whipped by his, his quote-unquote master. Uh, and this leads to the confrontation that we talked about. And this is when Anakin starts to do his schmoozing routine. And they talk about the Zygerian armor. And, and this is, again, part of the plan to get an audience with the queen. But let's go ahead and check it out. Oh, you dare touch me! Excuse my slave. Friend, she is freshly caught. Mm. What have we here? You were Zygerian armor, but you're not one of us. Who are you? I've come for an audience with the queen. Then you have an invitation. We can't just let anyone in to speak with their majesty. No invitation, but I do bring news. News the queen will be eager to hear. I doubt that. You're nothing more than a brigand. I wouldn't say that. Especially when the queen learns you prevented her from hearing the news about... Bruno Denturi. Halt. Cease all hostilities. This man is to be escorted to the palace by order of the queen. All right, so Bruno Dentari, a name that means absolutely nothing to us. <laughs> we, this is not a character we've encountered in the past. Again, these are these are the first episodes that we're seeing the Zygerians. So this this means nothing to us. This is this shocking revelation of this name being dropped on us. It has no impact whatsoever. I, I think all of us sit, sit there and we're like, who? Who's that? Oh, now? I don't know. But this gets Anakin the audience that he wants with the queen and we're going to go ahead and check out that sequence next 
Okay, so before we play the clip, I definitely want everyone to, to, to take note, pay attention. Anakin, uh, again, he's pulling off a sh he's pulling a charade here. He, he's he's masquerading, right? He's playing a part. He's doing a bit, uh, and he's very good at it. So much so that again, I, I sort of wonder. Like again, we know his feelings on slavery, how strongly opposed to he is to it. Uh, but him, his ability to sort of just just lean into this role is, is interesting to me. To to sort of cozy up to this queen of the slave built the slave trading empire, uh, it just comes so so easily to him. And again, we know it's for the for the for it's it's a con. It's 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 part of a the the plan to find the Tegruda colonists. But it's just very interesting because, again, we saw one end of his spectrum in the first episode just very staunchly opposed to anything to do with the Zygerians. And here he is. He's able to bury it so deeply that he can, uh, uh, again, sort of woo this this queen and, and sort of make her enthralled with him uh, despite the fact that he cares nothing for the Zygerians because of their, their slave trading culture. And, and, again, a lot of that plays out more fully in the next episode, but but yeah, just keep it in mind as as we, as we listen to the to the the exchange here between them as as Anakin puts on the moves, if you will. And fetch refreshments. My queen, I present Lars Quell. Hmm. So, you are the man who claims to be acquainted with Bruno Denturi? Yes, your highness. However, when I spoke with him. He failed to describe your beauty. <laughs> really? And did Bruno speak of my intense hatred of him? Or did that escape his memory as well? He needed not speak of it, Your Majesty. In fact, Bruno Dentori will not be speaking. Ever again. What do you mean? Bruno Dentori is dead. By my hand. Here is a slave from his palace compensation for my efforts. Unhand me, brigand! <laughs> Not such great acting work from Ahsoka on this one. <laughs> but, and I like the little look between the two of them as, as and he's like, oof, that is not good stuff. <laughs> that is, uh, you know, four in the morning, USA late at night, back in the day stuff. That is not good. You impress me, Lars Quell. She's quite a prize. And to have defeated Bruno Denturi in combat? Well, you must be quite the warrior. Hmm. Mm hmm. The slave is certainly of fine stock. Bruno always knew how to choose a beautiful female. Don't you dare touch me. Though she will have to be processed, her demeanor leaves much to be desired. What is your price for her? With respect, how can I price the beauty of this slave when I look upon the magnificence of your highness, whose beauty would make the brightest star seem dull by comparison? <laughs> Lars Quell, you flatter me. No, your majesty. However... <laughs> Lars, stop it! Stop it! You are a bold one, aren't you? My reputation precedes me, then. Perhaps we can find a way to put a price on your slave. Come, walk with me. Anakin being a very naughty boy there. He is a married man, after all. And uh, he's, like, whispering 
all kinds of, I would assume, um, not, <laughs> not PG rated things to the queen of Zygeria, but again, she's, she is charmed by him and then, and, and his boldness as she calls it. But I really want, I really, what I think she wants to say is she, she was a Lars Quayle, Lars Quayle, you are a bad boy. That's what I think she wants to say to him. Oh my goodness. And excuse my horrific Zygerian impression there. That was not good. I uh, should practice that more often before I break that one out. Holy smokes. But I want to play the next sequence here with, with, with Lars, a.k.a. Anakin, and the Queen talking because we get, we get her unbridled feelings about slavery and why the Zygerians do what they do. And so I want that sort of on the record for, for posterity's sake. But before we can get to that, we have to catch up with Rex and Obi-Wan who've been scouting around the town, going to the slave pens in an effort to try and find uh, clues and evidence of, of the Chagruta colonists. And Rex has spotted well, a, a Chagruta, and we have to figure out if this is one of the ones that we're looking for. So Obi-Wan heads into the pen to investigate. Governor Rosti. No! Oh, no! Oh, Governor, no, no. I'm a friend, a Jedi. Here to help. Where are your people? There. There. Sir, did you find out where the others are? Not yet. We've got to get him out of here. Alright, so this is not a great plan on Obi-Wan's part. Again, they're in the middle of these slave pens. There's a lot of people around here. And they're attempting to free uh, the, the 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 governor, right, of the, of the the Tegruta colony that was that was that was taken, kidnapped, and and again, I understand the effort, the 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 desire to rescue this one person, but these are not good odds right now, and and they're going to get caught pretty handily. Uh, the Tegruta and Obi Wan, well, Governor Roshi, excuse me, and Obi Wan will be captured. Rex will get away uh, because they have to make their play later, but. Now Obi Wan is going to be enslaved by the by the Zygerians here, who we, as we know from the last episode, have a huge grudge against the Jedi Knights. So I, I sort of question Obi Wan's actions here. You know, you find out what pen this guy is in, and maybe you come back at night when there's less people around, and you sneak him out that way. Anyways, just 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 a thought. I think Obi Wan's being a bit Anakin in this. He's being very impulsive in his desire to rescue this 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 captive, which again I I respect. I mean. You, you just need a better plan is all I'm trying to say about that. Uh, we also see in this scene, we see uh, a very familiar hut, uh, the, who, who we've seen from the hut council, making his way around looking for some slaves to purchase for himself. And then uh, we'll see another slave, I think, um, later on during the auctioning sequence, there's another very familiar hut from the hut council as well. So familiar faces abound in this one. It's also interesting to note in this episode, and again, I don't know if it's just because of the number of character models they have available to them in the computer at this point in the seasons, uh, in, in season four, but a, a, a large chunk of the slaves that we see in this episode are, are Twi'lek. Um, and possibly because we have like that huge Twi'lek arc from the first season where they had so many Twi'lek character models to use that they probably just bring them back into, into this one. Uh, but it's just interesting interesting to note. And again, even back in the old EU, the Twi'lek were a very enslaved people uh, to the Huts and to, to other organizations throughout uh, the Empire at the time. Just food for thought there. All right, let's get to you to the next section of the show, which I believe this will be where the Queen's sort of laying out the 
uh, Zygerian philosophy on, on why slave means a-okay in their book. Slavery is a natural order of things. The weak deserve nothing more than to kneel before the strong, bound to our service. I will need men with your talents to spread our ways across the galaxy. All right, now a slave has just attempted to assassinate the queen, and Anakin has intervened to stop it, which he may regret down the road. Let me go! Don't you dare raise a hand against your master? Clearly you require further processing. No! I won't go back there! And as we just said, this slave is a, is a Twi'lek, and she's about to make the decision to end it all as opposed to going back to processing. Wait, stop! Such a waste. But perhaps she was more trouble than she's worth. But you, Lars, you are proving quite resourceful. <sighs> Very well. I will pay your price for this slave girl. It seems I am <laughs> in need of a new servant. She is my gift to you, your highness. You are a man of many surprises. It pleases me. I wish you to be my guest at the slave auction and to sit at my side. So as the wooing continues, uh, what I wanted to sort of ask here is, is there a moment as Anakin's watching that, that slave girl jump to her death that he, he, it almost looks like he wants to reach out with the force to catch her. But he almost has, he, it's like he has to stop himself or, or else the, the, the jig is up and his cover's blown and it's all going to be for naught at this point in the, in, the, in the episode. Now, again, the jig will be up sooner rather than later in this episode. But, but Anakin, I, I sort of wonder, do you, do you think he lets this girl fall or is he, is he just completely unable to save her because he did not expect her to make the jump? I could see it going either way, but there, there is a, a little moment where I sort of wonder if, 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 if he really wants to reach out with the Force and catch her and then has to stop himself uh, in order to, to rescue, and possibly, and rescue more slaves and or to free more slaves and to break the this, this slave empire of the Zygerians. Uh, so I, I sort of wonder what we're all, what, what's going through Anakin's head at this particular moment. Uh, now we're going to catch up with, with Obi-Wan, again, who has been captured by the Zygerians, and he's about to be recognized as a Jedi Knight. Wait. I know you from the hologram. I never forget a Jedi. So now Obi-Wan's cover's blown, and this is the other Zygerian from the hologram with Count Dooku in the first episode. So he does recognize him. It makes a ton of sense. It's all good. Now we're going to get to the slave auction where things are going to get really bad as uh, Obi-Wan's about to find himself getting auctioned off. And this is where the jig will eventually come up because, well, you'll see in a minute. So Anakin has made visual contact with Rex, who's indicated that there is a plan in place, sort of. Um, or at least that he's armed and prepared to do something if they're going to spring into action here. Rex knows Anakin. Uh, but Anakin's going to attempt to ascertain the location of the Togruta slaves. The, sl the slave auctioneer has just announced that, yes, there are 50,000 Togruta up for auction. We're only seeing Governor Roshi uh, as, as a representative of them all to be auctioned off. Uh, but that's when 
we're the queen's about to get some some very important news that's going to change everything let's check it out so where do you keep 50,000 slaves like the people of kiros your majesty i have urgent news All will be revealed in time. Before we begin the auction, I would welcome a most special guest, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Jedi Knight. The Jedi are not so tough. My friends, my good friends, do not fear the Jedi. They are no different from others we have forced into submission for they have forsaken their ideals to serve a corrupt Senate. Every Jedi has become a slave to the Republic. The Jedi Order is weak, and we will help break it. So that's a very interesting statement from the Queen. Again, I sort of understand exactly where she's coming from when she calls them slaves of the Republic. The Jedi have sort of, again, they've become far too beholden to the Republic, and they, they don't even know what slippery slope they are on at this point. Uh, but now she's about to test the loyalty of Lars Quill, a.k.a. AKA Anakin Skywalker. And uh, let's see how this plays out. Teach the Jedi his place. So basically, Anakin's going to have to go down there and whip Obi-Wan, which, again, this is when the jig is up because he's not going to do that. And it's time for the Jedi to spring into action, and we're going to get there. So just hang on a sec. So the crowd cheering for Obi-Wan to be whipped when Anakin arrives down on the pedestal with the Electro Whip. Whip the Jedi! Looks like I have to rescue you again, old man. I knew you'd have a backup plan. And this is when R2-D2 comes over to the ledge, right by the Queen, cleverly positioned. Prove to me you are a slaver. Swing that whip, or die beside you. Those are some lousy options. And he gives a nod to Rex. <laughs> and to Ahsoka. You leave me no choice, Highness. Then a little salute a la Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi. And watches R2. Well, listen. R2 begins to shoot lightsabers into the air. Guards, subdue them! Now, Obi-Wan and Anakin fight valiantly. Ahsoka makes a play against the Queen, but and, and Rex springs into action too, setting off explosives and shooting at people. And uh, Again, this is a, a bold plan, but they are highly outnumbered. So it's not the most effective plan. It's, it's fraught with problems. The sheer numbers against them are, are overwhelming. Uh, the Electro Whips do some damage. Uh, Anakin tries valiantly to fight through all the, uh, the Electro Whips wrapped around him. And, and his resistance, his, his struggle against them, again, sort of continues to, to woo the Zygerian Queen. Uh, makes her even more enamored with him as he puts up such strong resistance. But it's inevitable, and eventually the three Jedi and Rex will fall. And it, things do not look good for our heroes after in, in such a predicament here. 
So as Anakin begins to regain consciousness, he finds himself in the chambers of the queen, and they're about to have a little bit of a conversation. Uh, again, as she is going to enslave Anakin in a way which he hasn't been enslaved before, because by using his friends against him, by she offers their per, sort of safety and protection, basically. Like, they're slaves, but they're not going to die as long as Anakin does what she wants. You destroyed my auction and frightened my customers. Count Dooku and half my kingdom are demanding your death. You Force choke. should have listened to them. My friends, where are they? Continue to misbehave. And they die. We've not seen Anakin break out the Force choke in, in a while. Uh, and he looked like he meant business with this one. Let's go ahead and check out the rest of the conversation here as, as the queen lays out the terms. <sighs> A most curious Jedi who cares more about his friends than his own mission. Hero. General. <laughs> and now my servant. I will not serve you. <laughs> Your heart is not in your words. You will stand beside me. A testament to my power. Here. My bodyguard will need a weapon. She hands him back his lightsaber. <laughs> and you need not worry about your friends. They will be quite safe. So we check in with Ahsoka, who's in a cage and getting electro electrocuted. Uh, now we're going to go to the processing plant where Rex and Obi-Wan have been taken. And the head processor there is going to do some bad mojo here as, as he's going to threaten Kenobi pretty harshly here. General Kenobi, you are the first Jedi I have entertained at our educational center. Few possess a Jedi's resolve. And it is strength of will that is my greatest enemy. That is the sound of about eight Togruta colonists plummeting to their death as as a trapdoor beneath them is, is removed, and the head processor here is about to lay out why that just happened. To Obi's horror. Now that I have your attention, Jedi, be aware that it will not be you who suffers should you defy me. All right, so now we go back to the Queen and Anakin. They're on these magical flying lizards making their way across Zygeria. And the Queen's going to break it down a little bit more of what's going on here and how bad it can be. And also note the way that she has her arms around Anakin, the way she has her head on his shoulder and back. She is still completely enamored with him. And again, this sort of, uh, this sort of forced love <laughs> that she's putting him through right now. Again, he's a married man. He maybe she just mentioned that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that would get him out of it or not. But let's hear these these final sort of uh, final moments of the episode. You were once a slave, weren't you? What makes you think I was a slave? The noble selflessness in your eyes, your commitment to the service of something greater than yourself, your Jedi, the Grand Republic. 
even your friends. I don't see commitment as slavery. Oh, it is, when it comes at the cost of yourself. What you could be, with you willingly beside me, there is nothing we could not accomplish. He's not the Emperor. are nothing. You have all the power. And think about it. Again, she makes a, she makes a statement very Palpatine-esque. But again, what is, what is Palpatine offering to Anakin at the time in Episode 3? Power. The, the, the temptation of power is all alluring. What if I freed your friends? Would you promise to stay? Commit to serving me? If a Jedi as noble as you gave his word, I think you might keep it. I don't trust you. <laughs> have I been anything but honest? I have no reason to lie. I am who I am. It is you. You who are the complicated one. Now, Master Skywalker, the future of your friends lays in your hands. If they are to leave as slaves, it will be you who keeps them that way. Bam! And that's how it ends, all on Anakin's shoulders, as again, the queen is, is thirsty for Anakin to be her companion, her lover man, Mr. Lover Lover. Uh, but it, it, with again, with no power, with no say, with no sort of free will here to exert, she wants to control and exert power over him at all times, at all costs. Uh, and so we're, we're going to see how this all shakes out in the concluding episode of this arc. But again, I'm a big fan of this arc. This has got really great things in it that I really like. I like getting into Anakin's psychology, the scars that are still remaining from his time as a slave. I think it's it's really rich territory. And, and while there are elements to the episodes that I sort of butt up against and I sort of question, uh, it does not detract from my enjoyment of, of this arc overall because there's really good stuff in here. And it's it's a great arc. It's... Uh, Eight, eight buckets easy, and I, I really enjoy this sort of power play that the Queen's going for against Anakin and how he's going to have to, uh, what he's going to have to do next to get out of this and, and to help Obi-Wan and Rex and Ahsoka uh, and, and the Chagruta colonists. We'll see how it all plays out. There's a lot more to come because there's some big stuff. I think if memory serves, big things happen in the next one as far as how the Queen is dealt with. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I want to thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. I really, really appreciate every single person who takes the time to download, stream, share the show, uh, and, and, and talk about it on social media. It's, it's really, really wonderful, and I appreciate everyone who does it. Uh, make sure you, you and your friends are all following us on social media at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show. Give me your long-form commentaries at MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Again, make sure you're liking, subscribing, following, and sharing the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. If you have time and you want to support the show, an easy way to do so is a quick five-star review. Help us defeat the enslavement of the algorithm. We must rebel against the enslavement of the algorithm. It's crushing our free will. It's it's telling us too many things to listen to that we don't want to listen to just because it, our phones heard us say one word and they're like, oh, they want a podcast about that. No, you only want podcasts about Star Wars and guys who wear buckets on their head. That's what you want. I know. All right. Maybe a little emotional. Sorry. <laughs> Another way you can support the show, if you want, is to head over to patreon.com forward slash Mandovision. You can join the Mandovision Maniacs and gain access to sweet, sweet, sweet bonus content. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bayho, Jeff Nail, Jeff's co-host in the Ringing Ear, a great music podcast. Check them out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squid Master General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, 
our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista, a Pride Brewing Company here in San Diego and Baltimore, Maryland. The Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops, the silent assassin, he who should not be named, and Syndicate Ram co-host of Come On, It's Still Good. A uh, quick note, uh, as I record this episode, it was just announced that Kenobi will be a two-episode premiere on Friday, May 27th now, uh, which means it's pushed back two days, but it means we're going to get two episodes in one day, which is a fair trade in my opinion, so I cannot wait for that. And we will do. We will have a day of review posted on Friday, May 27th. Do not worry. Do not hesitate. You will have it for your listening pleasure on the weekend. That being said, let's get the heck out of here. Thank you all so, so much for being amazing supporters and listeners of the show. Again, I, I said it before. I'll say it again. I truly, truly appreciate every single one of you who takes the time to, to download and listen and, and hopefully enjoy the show as much as I enjoy making it for, for everyone. And yeah, let's do it. Let's get out of here. We'll be back very, very soon to conclude the Zygerian arc. And, and again, I think there's going to be a Bantha Drax coming your way too because I got some things I want to talk about <laughs> before Kenobi starts. And, and we're going to do that. All right, very, very soon. All right, remember, this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. I would like to see the baby.